I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. And I don't believe there's a perfect balance. So if you're listening to this today, you're like, oh, well, she has the secret formula or she's going to give me the keys to success. I don't have it all. It's usually a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, slow and steady improvements of finding those efficiencies and finding better ways to make sure I'm making what is important priorities. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm very excited today because I have the ultimate boss mama joining me. Um, You're all going to understand what I'm talking about when I introduce her, but her name is Erica Rothenberger, and she is... I mean, I'm not quite sure the right phrase to use here because, you know, she has this pair of shoes that I I tease her about because she wore them and they are superwoman shoes. And I think superwoman is is like the perfect name for her um, because she wears so many hats. One of them is a hard hat. Um, So let me explain. She is the mother of two young children. She has a six-year-old and a three-year-old. She's married and lives in Massachusetts and she went to Villanova. She got her degree in civil engineering and her MBA. So right off the bat, we've got, you know, one smart cookie here. She is, get this, the director of gas distribution for large utility contractor, Henkels and McCoy. So when I say hard hat, she honestly wears a hard hat all day and steel-toed boots, right? So not your typical mama right there. On top of that, 
She's a wellness entrepreneur and earns a six-figure income as one of the top leaders in her group. Uh, she's also, you know, because that wasn't enough, she's a real estate guru and a published author and a former fitness instructor who every time I see her on her Instagram feed is working out. So whether she's a former instructor or not. Um, but the reason that Erica is with us all today is because I want her to share with you all her insights on how she manages all this, how she balances everything, and how she finds the the inner strength to go out there and try all these new endeavors. I mean, she doesn't have one job. She doesn't have two jobs or careers. She, you, you heard. She has like five or six of them, and she, I bet there's another one that she's cooking up as we're speaking. Mm -hmm. So first, let me introduce her. Erica, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much, Susan, for having me on today. I'm just absolutely thrilled. And thank you for all the accolades. Like I said, with, with the many hats, a lot of times it's a, a muzzled mess, but it all ends up coming out at the end of the day. Well, that's what I love about it, because no one ever said, you know, it's not easy, um, but you actually make it look easy um, or at least doable. And that's what I think is so valuable for all the mamas and the daddies out there who are listening to my podcast. I mean, as you know, many of my listeners are facing divorce, going through divorce or recently divorced. And, you know, that concept of getting back out there into the workplace is something that many of them are facing Stepping up their careers might be something yeah. some of them are facing. And then just this idea of what do I do next if they haven't been in the workplace? And then there's, you know, so you're here, you've put on all these different hats, um, including the hard hat. <laughs> Which there are actually, I'm going to post one of the pictures because I saw a picture on your Instagram feed of, of Erica on a job site. And there she is like holding, um, you know, the, the, the papers and on the board. And then she's got her hard hat on. And I think you even had like the, the earphones around your neck and everything. So <laughs> she's definitely on a construction site. Um, but you know what, one of the things I think might be helpful for listeners is to just go to, you know, it sounds overwhelming. Like you said, how do you balance all this? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And I don't believe there's a perfect balance. So if you're listening to this today, and you're like, oh, well, she is the secret formula, or she's going to give me the keys to success. I don't have it all. It's usually a day to day, week to week, month to month, slow and steady improvements of finding those efficiencies and finding better ways to make sure I'm making what is important priorities. And I think it really comes down to, I would say, three key things for me right now is saying no to the things that don't bring me joy, saying no to the things that just don't bring me value, saying no to the things where I used to be like, of course, I'll bake the perfect muffins and I'll do this and I'll sew the Halloween costume. And even though I don't sew, but I would figure out a way to do it. Right. And, but I was like, does that bring me joy? Or can I go to a, can I go to target and buy it for 29.99 and feel still feel like a, like a good mom. And and or I truly believe in time blocking. So every week I always look at my calendar, especially Sundays, I devote at least an hour and I go through my entire calendar for the week. And when my husband may be traveling, when my kids may have events going on, when I have to be out of the house or at an event or doing this or 
on a phone call and really trying to make sure I have all of those times um, blocked, but defending that time. And so much so, Susan, to make sure that I'm making the time for me. Because I'm no good to all of those other capacities and everything else that I'm doing unless I'm defending my time. And when I say that, I don't mean that I'm taking these like two hour baths or like going and getting my nails done every day. I mean, really just when am I going to have that time um, to get that workout in? Or when am I going to have that time for me to be able to, you know, read 15 minutes of a book? Or when am I going to have that time during the day to like just bring me back to make sure that I'm showing up at the best capacity that I can for all of those other events. And then literally locking it in your calendar. Because if you're anything like the average male or female that's running around, especially with families, you're the last one on that agenda, right? Everyone else comes first, but how are we giving to everyone else unless we're making that time? And sometimes that may seem really, really selfish, but I think especially when you have a lot of things going on and the world seems like it's a little bit in a crazy place, really making sure you're defending that time. And then, you know, the last thing is deciding what, what are the things that you do want to fill your day up with and making sure they're really passionate. Like I've had to really reevaluate what are the things, you know, it goes back to the saying of no, but what are my, what am I real focus and where do I want to get six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now, and making sure each day I'm able to do those things consistently. And it's not that I have to run the marathon each day, but practice, you know, to, to get to those things. And I think that's really important. So I think some of those things, those points that you just made there, Erica, are so important. You know, I wrote down the one saying no, because, I, you know, that was the first point you made. And saying no is so hard for people. You know, I, I've I've put out there before that, you know, N-O period is a full sentence um, because I've, I have a very hard time saying no to people. And then I find my schedule full of things throughout my day that I don't think, you know, you, you talk about bringing me joy, Marie Kondo, that's one of my, you know, favorite things as well. But you're right. There are a lot of things that are keeping me busy during my day that are not either bringing me joy or not moving me forward. Um, I do think you need to do some things to help other people. And, and in that way, maybe you're helping yourself. But how do you say no? How do you find the strength to do that? You know, I think you, you brought up a really, really valid point is being able to say no with a period, I think so many of us, including myself, have to do the but or explain the why. And really, it, like it's like anything, right? The first day that you go to the gym and you start lifting arms, your arms are going to be so sore the next day. But once you create that habit and you get stronger and it's on, honestly like you're, you're reevaluating um, to stop to have to explain the why. Because I think that's what stops us in the tracks. Like, we're like, well, if we don't give a valid enough excuse then we can't say no, so we're just gonna do it anyways. And realizing that it's okay to, to defend that and to, to, take, to take that time and to be able to say, like you said, no, because it's gonna bring me closer to my goals. Um, and really being able to, I think once you have that roadmap and once you know those goals that you're going for, um, and it's like someone saying, hey, listen, I'm gonna go run a marathon. And then someone saying, well, do you want to um, swim with me three days a week? Well, is that going to get you closer to the, to the pace that you want to get at or finishing the race? You know, making sure we're stopping and saying, 
reevaluating that time. And when you're crystal clear on those goals and your mission, I think it really allows you to give yourself grace to be able to say no. And I think that's really, really important, giving yourself the ability internally because those goals are in front of you. And I know for me, my vision board helps me every day. I look at my vision board and my vision board allows me to say, okay, what, is, what where am I trying to get that next level? How am I trying to next level my life, my relationships, my whatever those, whatever you're looking at right now in your life and staying crystal clear on that. Um, and just, like I said, just doing you, just doing you and not feeling like you have to do it because your next door neighbor's doing it or someone else at work's doing it. Just allow yourself to be you. You know, you, you mentioned the vision board and that, you know, I do think the visual is something that is so helpful to us. And yet we don't harness that power very often. So vision boards are actually something that, um, you know, I find incredibly helpful, yet most people don't create them. Um, so I love that you mentioned that you did it. Could you tell us a little bit about your creation process, how you go about creating your vision board? Yeah. So I know there's so many sophisticated ways to do it. People have it on their phone and it's like, you know, there's like music to it. And I have to say, mine's pretty simple. Mine is pretty simple. It's literally a bulletin board that I have. And it really captures like really five big components of my life. And one of them, you know, is my kids and my family. And another one of them is, um, you know, where I want to be from like a fitness and wellness and meditation standpoint. And the other one is more on focusing on my career goals and my aspirations there. Um, I actually have a check on there with the amount that I want to make next year, you know, every day seeing that and manifesting that and saying, Hey, the more you see and the more it's visually in front of you making that happen. So when I look at that board and I'm like, well, I want to do, you know, better time to make time for, to fit in that workout or to do my meditation or to make that X amount of dollars, what do I have to do to get there? And when it's in front of me every day, it's really that reminder of why I'm doing it and why I may be saying no. And it really, without me having to justify it, it gives me my own piece of grace of why I said no to something. Well, and so it ties everything together that we were just talking about. And I, I really like that you break it down into sort of what you've identified as the five important areas of your life. And that might be a great tip for my listeners in creating a vision board, especially those, you know, when we are facing a major change in life, like divorce, or, you know, we go through many, many changes in, in life that are difficult we get paralyzed because of the fear, right? We don't know what the future is going to look like. So one thing that might be helpful to people who are listening is that idea of sit down, identify these high priority areas in your life, and then create that vision board or create, you know, uh, something that is tangible about your your future that might might now I always talk about the black abyss of your future after divorce right that's what seems to upset people right. so much is because what they thought their future would look like is gone 
and they don't know what the new future looks like. So doing it in this way that you just mentioned, break it down into the, you have five areas, people might have six, they might have three, and then build out the board. Because, you know, one thing that many people don't know is 80 plus percent of our cognitive um, ability lies in what's visual. We process things so much more quickly and assimilate them so much faster. Um, As an online mediator, I know this, you know, because people are seeing things. And uh, so a vision board is just such a powerful tool. It's like journaling too, right? You know, you see things. Do you journal as well? Yes. I Mm -hmm. knew you would. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I I always, I always actually have my little book here. And it's always, you know, like every day I'm always filling it with different things and things that come about and just what I'm going to be doing every day. It's not a to-do list, but like what, what's important to me. Um, And attraction statements too, I write in here. So every morning I sit down, who are the people I'm going to attract? And what am I grateful for? And I don't care if it's, hey, listen, it's sunny today and it's not raining. Don't try to, I think some of us try to write this and be like, well, it needs to be like, I'm going to like, again, run the marathon and write the book and do this. Like those are big, big things. But most of mine are pretty simple each day. You know what I'm actually grateful for and not trying to make it. I think we all are, you're such a comparison game in society, especially with social media. Are we doing enough? Are we not producing enough? And trying to really come back to, okay, what are the basic things in my life that I'm grateful for? And then what are the, who are the people that I really want to attract? And I know I do that with my business and whether it's other people that are out there on your podcast that may be looking for a new relationship being able to say, hey, who are the people I'm going to bring into my life? And a lot of the times that I write these things down, sometimes they're characteristics about myself and it's who I'm looking for, who I'm looking to bring. You know, I'm looking for passionate and organized and um, visionary and like just writing all those words down every day. And then you're like, instantly those people start showing up in your life. And it's kind of crazy without trying so hard. And at first I thought this was a little hokey. I was like, okay, that sounds so like, I'm going to write down who I'm going to attract. And then I started doing it and I'm like, oh, I get it. It's starting to make sense, but it need, it can't be a one day, you know, one day, the first day of the month, you write it down and then you just think that entire month, those people are going to show up. It's really doing it, making it a habit each day. Well, and consistency to any anything yeah. is is um, so critical. But I, I always say the universe provides, and it it really do you know we really can manifest what we think, what we put out there in the world. And if it's putting out, you know, I love that you're doing the gratitude statements. I started 2020. I would decided every night I was going to write down my top five, you know, things that I was grateful for in that day. And the thing that that I found is that I now go through my day and have moments of gratitude all day long because I'll identify something as like, oh, oh that's going to be one of my moments of gratitude that I'm going to write down. So even the littlest tiny things can be something now that I, I in the moment realize I have gratitude for. And for that, I'm grateful, right? You know, that's something that has changed my days just by adding this, what is it? A 60 second exercise at the end of my day. I love it. And I think some people think, oh, it has to be an hour long meditation process. And it has to be that people like, do you meditate? I'm like, I'm not a really good meditator actually, but I tried every morning to make it conscious. Even if it's a minute that I'm 
consciously just making sure I'm still. And maybe that's all I can give it that day. Maybe there's another day that I'm like, yes, I made it five minutes, but whatever that is, giving it that time. And I think, you know, it's funny. I started doing something with my my kids and we actually talk every day about one or two things they did that was kind. And um, the same type of habit. So if any of you are listening that have kids, it's really changed just them being focused on why kindness is so important. I think especially in where we are in society right now and everything that's going on, the one thing we all can, can, can do to make the world a better place is just be kind, just be nice to people, just, you know, what we always hope that we all will be and our kids will be, et cetera, et cetera, but then repeating it each day. And it's funny, the other day, I didn't ask my son it. And he actually said to me, mom, what did you do that was kind today? And all of a sudden I was like, this is working. This is really working when he reminded me. And it's important. We're like kids that way, where we need to be able to do it each and every day to make sure that we're bringing that into our life. Yeah. And it's incredibly powerful. You know, so right off the bat, I think you've given people who are listening some really tangible tools as they're sitting, if they're feeling stuck. Um, you know, one, say no. Two, attraction statements. I love that. Um, the, you know, vision board. Um, what are you grateful for today? Uh, you know, there's so many different ways. And none of those things, nothing that you've talked about so far is that time suck that is going to take you away from all the other things that you have to do in your day. It's just something you have to prioritize, right? You have to add it into your time blocking that you referenced. Yeah, and ultimately, it brings you more time because when you do that and you have more greatness coming into your life and ultimately things just start to flow and become easier. Um, and I know I that's been a process. It's not something I, I can say this and I sound like I'm preaching it. It's, it's really an evolving process. And there's parts of my life that are still not the way I want them to be. And I'm like, okay, those are the places that I need to tweak. Those are the things that I need to find, how I can find more gratefulness in or how I can be kinder to the, these things. And when something kind of falls, you know, awry in my life or a certain area, I'm like, I have to reevaluate that. So anyone that's listening, I don't want you to think like, oh, well, she has it all down pat and it's this perfect little process she does every day because it's not. It's constantly evolving. There's some days that, guess what? I forget to do the kindness or I forget to write the attraction statements. And I can notice that it's not one or two days, kind of like skipping the gym one or two days. It's not going to crush you. But when you, when you don't make it as consistent as you can, that's when you start to kind of say, okay, things are breaking down a little bit. Yeah. It, and, you know, when that starts to happen, maybe it's a sign to you that everything's slipping a little bit and you need to rein it in, right? Taking a quick break here to announce my new webinar training for family mediators. I get so many questions about how I have set up my family mediation practice that I decided to turn it into a training. So I have a brand new webinar that's going to go over all you need to know to actually set up your practice to move your mediations along. We're going toward efficiency, client satisfaction, how to use technology in troubleshooting. We're going to talk about establishing processes and procedures, how to have effective consultations 
consultations, how to be efficient in the fact and data gathering, document preparation, how to establish your fees, how to streamline the process with an agenda, and so much more. And of course, I'm gonna have some tips for online family law mediations as well. So if you're interested, go to learntomediateonline.com and find out more and register. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, the ultimate boss mama, Erica Rothenberger, on You Got This Mama, Getting Back to Work and Balancing It All. Anyone that's listening to this that has that, he listen, I've always wanted to, you know, what can you do? And it doesn't mean that you have to go and open, you know, 22, you know, store locations. What can you do that's going to fulfill that part of you? If you are enjoying this episode, check out The Changing Face of Coupling and Uncoupling Through the Eyes of a Millennial Divorce Attorney with Yanae Barroso. I think that the prior generation, our parents, most of us have lived through their divorces. We've seen the high divorce rates. We've learned from it. We're, we're somewhat jaded. We don't want that for ourselves. Um, so we are waiting longer to get married. And now we return to today's show. You know, one of the things I I definitely want to drill in on, because I think that this is something that makes you really unique and stand out is this boss mama concept. I mean, you really are in so many different areas of your your life, a boss mama, right? You, you, you have a, is your, your job um, as the director of gas distribution, that's a full-time job. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, It's very good. You're out on job sites day in and day out. You're overseeing other people if you're the director. Yeah. And then you have another, I, I can't even call it a side gig, because if your side gig's bringing in more than six figures, it is not not a side gig. Um, right. So, which also, as an entrepreneur myself, I know that's a full-time job. Right. You know, that's not something to make that, be successful at something like that. So how... Do you, how did you, which came first, the, the, the side job or the construction job? So the construction job, I went to school for civil engineering. It was, I was always, I actually, up until a few years ago, like always dreamed of like, you know, running that and that being my only thing and like, you know, continue to like climb the ladder and, you know, break the ceilings and do this and have that corner office and be that VP one day. Um, And it's not that I still don't have goals and aspirations to continue that. But what I realized is there was a passion of mine, which is fitness and wellness. Hence why um, about eight or nine years ago, I opened my own gym. I've always been a fitness instructor. I work out every day. And one of those, I realized that if I didn't start to fill that like inner fire in me, my full-time job eventually was, it wasn't going to give me as much value. Right. And I really, part of my full-time job, the reason I love it is because it is a different type of field and I get to be out, you know, literally getting my boots dirty and the next minute sitting around a board table. And I love like the fact that I get to empower other women in that industry too. Um, That's really, really important to me. But the wellness side also was so important to me. And I loved that I found something that I could do literally in spare pockets of my day, but build this amazing 
company on the on the as an entrepreneur on the side, which started on the side, that now just fits into my life. And again, it wasn't. It gets messy. It wasn't always easy, but um, you know, bringing that in. And I think anyone that's listening to this that has that, hey, listen, I've always wanted to. You know, what can you do? And it doesn't mean that you have to go and open, you know, twenty-two, you know, store locations. What can you do that's going to fulfill that part of you? And I'm so fortunate. I can't say that I methodically went out and looked for it, but I started really manifesting it and it kind of came into my life that way. Well, that's and so critical what you just said is that, you know, that it was it grew out of a passion of yours, right? So, you know, I do think that in our lives, the things we are most successful at are the things that that bring the joy into our life to go back to what you said earlier. Um, you know, that, that phrase, um, you'll never work a day in your life if you do what you truly love, um, or do what you truly love and you'll never work a day in your life, whichever way that goes. Um, but it, it, it is very true. And, you know, so for those who are listening and are facing that, you know, either need to find an additional outlet or source of income, it's a great idea to start looking at what does spark that interest and joy. It doesn't have, look at you. I mean, you know, hard hat and steel toe shoes during the day and then fitness, gym owner and isogenics, you know, health and wellness business, um, you know, major income on the side, on the, not on the side. I, 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 I don't know why I keep saying it that in way. Conjunction, in conjunction. In conjunction. They both, they both feed each other. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's interesting. Well, how does that work? How do they feed each other? So I just think that there's so many things from my corporate career that I can bring over to, you know, my wellness side. And I think there's a lot of things on my wellness side because I'm showing up and putting the right products in my body and like, you know, just have that inner passion and like a lot of like the personal development that I've um, witnessed. And it's not that I didn't do that on my corporate job, but I, every day, I feel like a lot of the things that I've started incorporating, hence things like attraction statement and mindfulness and kindness and all of those things that I started making a habit because of my wellness business now matriculates over to my full-time job. It, it goes into thing, with things that I've changed with my, my family and things that I do with my friends and like just different things. And it's not that I've changed. It's just, I feel like I've gotten better to, to be able to manage those relationships. And I think um, the two of them really go hand in hand. I think it's, Going back, the first question you asked about finding the time, I find myself, and like most of us, more efficient when I really, when I have those things going on. And what, again, in my career, like with, with my, you know, construction heart attack, can I say no to? And what are the things I can say no to on my wellness side, but then saying yes to all of the things that do, do need to rise to the surface to bring me to that next level. So I think it's showed me a lot of things that, hey, listen, like they really, they really talk to each other. And because I feel so fulfilled with a passion, I ultimately think it makes me better in my career. You know, I do probably better at everything, right? Being a mom, being a wife, being a friend, being a daughter. Yes. Yes. 
Well, and and I think you've hit on something else that's so important for people. You know, I, I you said you're a former fitness instructor, you have a gym, but you call your this field wellness. And I do think that is a really important uh, distinction for people because what I see so often for people is that when they are attempting self-care or when they are trying, they will focus in one area, but they, there's a totality and a, and a, you know, a, a wholeness that you need to achieve with wellness. It's not just what you eat. It's not just going and going for a run today. It's not just lifting a weight. It, it's, it's the meditation. It's, it's the, the overall and encompassing, um, aspect of, taking care of yourself that lets you take care of others, like you said earlier. Um, now, it happens to be your in conjunction career um, wow. wellness. But how important do you th- do you think wellness is to I mean, you've talked about, um, you know, how it's helped you in your career being a mom and all that. But for anyone who's sitting out there, I hear from people all the time going through divorce, that it's hard to just get out of bed. Or it's hard to just put food on the table for the kids or, you know, the moms right now or dads who are trying to work from home, but their kids need to be amused because they're home, you know, because of COVID and things like that. You know, it really, truly is important for you to take care of you first before that that whole, you know, mask analogy on the plane. Right. You got to put the oxygen mask on first. Um, And that's clearly something I think that you do. Um, in your priorities, but you still manage to take care of two children, a husband, a home, several businesses, etc. Um, so wellness, I imagine, just permeates your entire day. In life. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, you know, I always, you know, I think you go, you go back, back to it, you know, you can't just do one of those pillars, right? If we try to focus on just one of those pillars, the other six will break down. So it's not that every day I'm going and trying to like work out for three hours and like then forgetting mindfulness and meditation and this and this, like everything else goes a, a flow or I'm not drinking my water or whatever it is. And I think we have to back up too and remember that these are so again going back to the small things right like just drinking half your body weight in water every day like literally like to me the cheapest easiest thing you can ever do you know is buy yourself a good bottle and like just make sure you fill it four or five times a day or however many ounces are in here you know depending on what you need like simple things like that that like don't feel like tomorrow okay well I have to go out and like I have to join like this like you know, brand new gym in this brand new class, like literally going out and deciding, okay, I'm going to get a half mile walk in today, or I'm going to, Hey, listen, I can't give five minutes to meditation, but I'm going to make a minute for it, you know? And again, just starting to do that, but all, like you said, all the things. And again, going back to, I hate to go back to a gym analogy, but it's kind of where my mind goes. You can't just go and work your legs every day and forgot like not work your arms ever or never work your abs or like like yeah your legs may look perfect or like you know what I mean be the strongest out there but the rest of you is gonna break down like because your legs are so strong and like say you haven't worked on your core at all like you're gonna feel that negative effect no matter how hard you're working I think some of us focus so much on just one area of our life and yes it's important but making sure that we're looking at everything um, like, you know, 
like making sure we're uh, uh, being able to evaluate where are those other areas that need that love and that time. And it's the consistency every day. It's not, you know, again, the tortoise and the hare. It's not running the sprint, you know, every single day. It's the little bit that we're doing every single day that's going to build up in those areas. But going back to that vision board, what are those five or six areas, not trying to come up with 22 areas, what are those five or six areas that you truly feel like each day should be non-negotiable, like in the sense that, you know, those, you're not going to let anything else get in, get in its way. Well, that's, that, that's great, actually. I think of those non-negotiables as your pillars, right, that you were yeah. talking about earlier. If you establish some strong pillars and they are your non-negotiables where, you know, I um, I have some friends who if they haven't gotten a workout in and there have been times in my life where I've been at the gym at 11 o'clock at night or I'll get up at four o'clock in the morning if that's when I have to do it. And that's because I've learned because I'm old now, is that my day is better if I get a workout in, mm-hmm. you know, that if that happens, I'm and usually it for me, it should be in the morning, because that just then gives me energy for my day. Right. Um, but so if it means I have to get up at four, then it means I have to get up at four. Right. Um, you know, so there are those priorities, or maybe instead of it being, a, you know, a four mile run, it's only going to be a 20 minute, you know, I don't know, hit exercise in in my living room looking like an idiot as my neighbors go by, you know, whatever whatever you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And and so any, I always say, listen, even if you can't get the workout in, like take the stairs that day, do like, you know, like as you're, uh, you know, you're bathing your kids, you know, do squats. Like it doesn't have to be like, I think so many of us are like, well, it has to be all or nothing. And it doesn't have to be that way. Well, and such a good point. And that, you know, and that maybe goes to the idea of, you know, branching out into new careers or branching out into new ways to to earn is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to go and establish a six figure, um, you know, second career, anything that you get started, especially if it's something that feeds your soul, is going to then continue to build on itself. And, you know, you may not make a ton of money right at first. That's what happened, you know, with with what I called my side gig, which is now, you know, my full-time job. But I I found I love training people and helping people learn how to do new things, something I didn't know after 30 years of being a divorce attorney, Um, you know. But, and then, and now, you know, it it seems to be doing quite well for me. So it's all following your path. It just started out as, a hobby for me right or something that was fun and I think we all have those those things that that are there inside of us yep absolutely and you know they always say like you said the money will follow and so many of us I think are so into okay what's what's it going to do for me tomorrow and we're in a we're in a society where everything's instant gratification like right like if the phone doesn't work it's like oh and I'm that way too and everything has to happen so quickly that you know be giving yourself that patience and I have like probably the smallest patient bone in my body like um you know I'm an Aries I'm a firstborn I'm stubborn like you know it's like it's a red personality but (laughs) I'm trying to find more of that patience in it and enjoying the journey because at the end of the day you know my mom always used to say you know it's not about the destination it's the journey I'm like okay here we go but it's so true like just really enjoying those moments and trying to really be in those moments when we're there and we are so distracted 
um, at so many times. And that's so much easier said than done. Um, but again, I think going back to the time thing, if you're defending your time and you know, hey, listen, this is my one hour that I'm going to defend the time to like be totally focused on my workout or totally focused on my kids or totally focused on, you know, uh, this big project I have coming up and really I find myself, I'm way more effective if I do one hour of that than four hours of like trying to do three different things. Multitasking. Yeah. So I used to think get nothing really, done. I used to think I was a really good multitasker until you really start evaluating what it looks like to truly multitask. Yeah. And, and then we realized that I've started six things, finished none of them or one of, yeah, no, my day used to be all about multitasking. And I, I love, you know, I saw um, you had a post about your Sunday night and it was really cute. You and your husband were sitting there. I think you were both on your computers and you were doing your time blocking and you were sharing that on social media, which by the way, everyone, if you're not following Erica on social media, Erica, what's your, um, Instagram handle. Uh, Erica, E-R-I-K-A, Lee, L-E-A, Rothenberger, R-O-T-H-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. I know it's a mouthful. Yeah, but follow her <laughs> because she shares, I mean, you share a lot of this type of tip. Um, some of the things that we've been talking about here are replete in your posts. I mean, you're not just posting, you have, she has the most adorable children. She, you know, lives a uh, Instagram perfect life, right? But you share all kinds of wellness tips and um, the type of things that we've been talking about in your feed, in your posts. Um, that's something that I've noticed since I've been following you. And I pull little things out of there, like the Sunday time blocking. <laughs> Whatever works. And I pick plenty of things from you too. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So let me just, um, I want to make sure, oh, oh, you do have, you have a special gift um, and we haven't even talked about your book. So I definitely want to talk about the book. Let's go there um, because it's sort of inspired this entire episode. Um, you got this boss mama. What in, I love it. I mean, and it's bright yellow, everyone, when you get the book, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you've got this boss mama. So perfect person to be writing that book. And, uh, but what inspired, I mean, you, not like you didn't have enough to do what inspired you to write a book. <sighs> well, it's always kind of been, you know, we have those bucket lists, right? Like we want to visit this country. We want to do this. We, you know, it's always been one of those things and whether it's a, was came as like a novelty because, you know, a lot of people I admire have written books or, you know um, but it was just one of those things that I felt I needed to share my story and I didn't look at it as a major, it has to be perfect. And like I said, there's plenty, I can write a second and a third and a fourth book if I ever, you know what I mean? When and when I want to, um, but really just sharing, I think so one of the most powerful things is to hear other people's stories, right? We all relate, whether it's hardships, it's good times, it's whatever's going on in your life and being able to be willing to share that vulnerable side of you. Because that's a big part of me. Some people will look on my social media and I try to be vulnerable about a, a lot of things within reason. I'm not going to go on there and just, you know, start like ranting and raving every time, like the laundry's not done or my kids make a mess. However, um, a lot of times we look at social media and it can be, well, she has everything together and everything's perfect. And I'm not talking about just me, but just other people. I mean, I do it to other people that I follow. Um, sure. But being able to 
to back down and say, okay, how does this really look? And like, you've got this boss mama. It's all on about being bossy. It's about being in control of your own destiny. And a lot of the things that we've talked and covered in this podcast really are things that I do, things that what makes me who I am and where I came from and part of my past and, you know, the good and the bad that allowed me to say, hey, listen, how do I want to show up? And how do I want to um, not, it was, it took some time, like, to not feel like, well, I, am I being selfish about certain things because these are my goals? And realizing, like we talked about before, that ultimately they're going to make me better in all facets of my life. And really learning to align yourself with what's going to make you, you. And, you know, the, 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 the title of my chapter is like, don't let anyone dull your sparkle, right? Like if you have a sparkle or this inner, like something in you right now, and you're listening to this and you're like, I've been dying to do this. Like there's never going to be a perfect time ever, no. ever, ever, ever. Like when to have kids, when to do this, when to write the book, when to, you know, anything. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's, it's just so important to make sure that you figure out what that is. And if you don't know what that is, it's okay. I mean, this taken me a long time to figure out all the routes and I'm sure it's going to look a lot different 10 years from now. And that's the beautiful part of it. But having, having the vision enough to say, I just know what ultimately I want different facets of my life to look like. Well, that's, and I love the don't let anything dim your sparkle because that's, <laughs> if any, for everyone who's watching this on the YouTube channel, it, Erica sparkles. So <laughs> that's definitely, um, definitely a word I would use for you. So you very kindly um, have said that you are going to give away two copies of your book. Um, how can people enter into, you know, the, the, the drawing to get the book? Yeah. So what I would love is I would love for you to follow me either on, um, you know, Instagram or um, Facebook, reach out to me, send me a message. And what I will do, um, if it's okay with you for the next, let's say, um, you know, 30 days from when the podcast is posted, anyone who reaches out to me that says they watch this, I'll enter them into a drawing and I will give a giveaway, you know, two of these signed copies. I'll make sure you get one. And I don't care if you're not a mom, even if you're a female, but not a mom, you're a dad. There's so many things in this book that will resonate with you. So don't let the word mama throw you off. You know, it's just about really controlling your life. And also I know I've had a lot of males that have read this that are like, wow, it's made me really understand my wife better. It's really made me understand uh, a colleague that works for me who's a female better. Like, you know, just different things that may make us tick versus someone else. So it's uh, to me a really good book that way. Well, and, and, and face it, anybody can sparkle. So man, woman, you yes. name it. Yes. Um, and so how, and how can people get in touch with you as well? Okay, so you can get in touch with me either on uh, Facebook and or Instagram. And again, Erica, E-R-I-K-A, last name Rothenberger, R-O-T-H-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. And if you search either of those, you will find me and I'm in a bright pink top in both profile pictures. So it's kind of like my signature. You'll be able to see me if you're like, is that the Erica or not? Bright pink top, blonde hair. Yeah. And by the way, pink makes you perfect for this podcast because that's our color too. So, perfect. Well, 
I am so pleased we finally got to talk um, for the show. I and I know we only you know, sort of skimmed the surface, but from people who want more of your sparkle, they can also either enter the the drawing for the book. I will also have a link to purchase the book. It's it's available on Amazon. I'll put that in the show notes, and um, they can reach out to you through Facebook and Instagram. I I highly recommend that you follow Erica. Um, it's it's a lot of fun in my feed every day to see what. <laughs> she's doing very inspiring so erica thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much for having me have an exceptional day you too thank you for joining me today on the divorce and beyond podcast i hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey please join me every monday at 6 a.m eastern standard time for a new episode and if you like the show please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on itunes you can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.